Hola, amigos. Welcome to the Best of Mazatlan show. My name is Mark Glickman, and I'm your host and publisher of bestofmazatlan.com, the leading digital lifestyle brand of Mazatlan, Mexico. This show will feature entrepreneurs, leaders, local businesses, nonprofits, realtors, musicians, and other stories that showcase the best of Mazatlan, Mexico. I'm thrilled to be with my guest, Cheryl Gamble. Cheryl is an award-winning real estate rock star with Keller Williams in Mazatlan, Mexico, and she's going to tell us everything you always wanted to know about how you can live the dream in Mazatlan, Mexico, and give us some awesome insider tips on where you can find some great real estate values in Mazatlan. If you're watching this show live, please like and share this show and send in your questions to Cheryl. Uh, to send in your questions. Uh, you can do it from any Facebook page you're watching on right now, or you can go to the address that's running across the screen right now, uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook to get give them access. Uh, Cheryl, we've never met, but I feel like I know you through your Facebook posts and groups and from our messages. And here's what I've learned about you. You've lived in the U.S., Canada, and for 37 years in Mazatlan, Mexico. And you're a lover of Mazatlan, as evidenced by your Facebook group page, We Love Mazatlan, Mexico. You have a beautiful heart. You're a warrior. And you're tenacious and energetic. And you always put your clients first. And I know I packed a lot into that introduction. So without further ado, I want to welcome Cheryl to the Best of Mazatlan show. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you, Mark. I'm honored to be here. I really am. And I'm touched by your kind words uh, about me as a person and uh, a realtor. I uh, came to Mazatlan uh, in 1983 on on a vacation from Canada in the middle of the summer. Um, I fell in love with the people and the place. You know, often people moved here because of the of the beach, of the prices, whatever. No, not me. I, I moved here because of the magic of Mazalan is its people. And uh, I came and never went back. And here I am, 37 years later, living here, living the dream that so many people wish they could. And you can. Uh, but yeah, that's... I love it here. It's my city. It's my people. It's my country. And I'm very, very honored that they have opened their hearts and homes to me. And that's great, Cheryl. Yeah, it's a great city. I've made friends for life in Mazatlan. Um, You know, the people I worked with 25 years ago, you know, I saw them all in Tiangas and it was like we never left. You know, you really make close, great friends there for life. So what were some of the challenges when you first started selling real estate in Mazatlan? You know, it's always. Well, here in, in Mazatlan, we don't have a license. So it's it's kind of difficult because um, not there's not the guidelines. Sure, we have AMPI and there's guidelines and the license is coming, which we're all very grateful for. Um, So some of the challenges were to make sure that um, the person who was selling the property actually has a signed contract, that they're going to do follow-up, that they're going to work on their client's behalf. Uh, But other than that, that that basically was it. And, you know, like 
learning, um, you know, I was fortunate because um, I started working at Remax Sunset Eagle with Flavio Mitchell. And he opened the door for me. He helped me grow as a person. And um, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. And, uh, you know, I what I'm really grateful for is that I have, it's my passion. How many people can say that they, that they are doing what they're passionate about and that you actually can make money? I mean, how wonderful it is it that we can help find somebody their castle or sell their property so they can go to the next step in their lives, right? Right. So. Now, you had mentioned Ampi, and so for people that don't know, because, you know, if there is no license, you know, I'm sure there's there's a perception out there that it's a scary proposition to to buy real estate in Mexico. But what is explain to people what AMPI is and and does that mean that the realtor is that has some kind of certification that others may not and therefore it's more you're more credible or well, currently, um, AMPI is the Real Estate, Real Estate Association of Mexico, and we have a branch here in Mazatlan. And um, most of the time, if they're an AMPI member, then it's, a, it, it's good, right? Mm -hmm. But um, what I suggest that people do is to find a good, reputable company, first of all. Right. Um, an international one helps but also that you have a good reputable realtor inside that company because right. i've had experiences uh, as well with that that haven't been so pleasant so i think what i would do if i was somebody looking for real estate in Mazatlan is i was i would ask out there a lot of people ask on facebook um but facebook sometimes people are recommending friends and family and they're not really right. an active a realtor, like, or they are, but they're not to the standards that maybe might not be so good. So I went ask for testimonies, um, testimonies that are real, um, you know, and just, I mean, because there are some really good realtors out there. They're mm -hmm. really, and it shouldn't be uh, a, a painful process right. for our right. buyers and sellers. And we're supposed to make that easier and better for them because you know, a lot of our market is foreigners and and they are not familiar with how things are done here in Mexico or in Mazatlan. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, I know the market's changed a lot in the last 20 years. It used to be when I was there. I remember it was U.S. Canadians. But, you know, there's been so many improvements to the highway and Durango now. And, and it seems like the Mexican market has picked up much more. Talk to us about how the market's changed in the last five, 10 years because well, of those improvements. Well, you're, you're exactly right. The, the, the highway to Durango opened up a whole market for us. I mean, those people always came. Right. Because this was the closest beach uh, resort. But right. now they're buying because they can come, they can be here in two and a half hours. Right. Um, but also what has happened in the last, um, couple of years, uh, especially since COVID, it's just gone through the roof. I mean, it's like we have a lot of um, uh, towers going up on the on the Malacan, but a lot of our product and our inventory is depleting very fast. Why? Because I think people after COVID, just this is my personal opinion, just said, you know what? I want to be where I want to be. This is life is too short. 
Right. Or, you know, they had the cabin fever or whatever. We have done a lot of sales without people actually seeing the properties. Uh, we do video tours, etc. But the market has increased for buyers. It's we have Americans, Mexicans, Canadians. Um, we have people that are buying small properties, big properties, houses, condos. It's like you can't find the inventory that we could before. Wow. Uh, the prices, um, they're starting to go up, especially on the beach. Uh, they haven't gone up in other places, but it depends on where where you want to, to purchase. Um, I have a list of questions I always send my clients so I know where what to look for. And if they want a rental, a rental property, don't give them something that they can't rent, et cetera, right. et cetera. But the market is, it's hot, hot. It's yeah. we're in the boom. But as you know, Mark, Mazatlan has grown. I mean, our Central Historical, our Melicon, the, the things that we've, that, that they're actually doing, and we're winning awards constantly. Right. I believe we're the second best place in the world to retire. I know, That's it's been unbelievable. You know, it's almost like there was the before Tiangus. And for those people that don't know what Tiangus is, it's the, the show that happens every year where all the business in Mexico gets done with all the hotels and the airlines and whatnot. And it traditionally was in Alcapulco every year for forever. And they awarded it to Mazatlan. Um, and the improvements that were made in advance of that were magnificent yeah. and, uh, and a long time coming, as you know, Cheryl. Yeah. And it's it's changed the, you know, the face of Mazatlan in a really positive way. But, you know, there is a lot of development going on, a lot of high rises. How, how do you see that impacting not only the real estate market, but just Mazatlan in general? Well, for me personally, even if I wasn't working in real estate, I would be happy. Why? because the people of Mazatlan are living a better life because it's bringing so much income to them personally. So, you know, I mean, when I moved here in 1985, there was one traffic light and nobody had a car. Now, how many traffic lights do we have? How many cars? People are buying cars. They're living there, you know, and if I sell real estate, uh, so I can eat, I can go to the taco stand, the taco stand can go to the taco stand owner can go to the shoe store, et cetera, et cetera. So we are flourishing big time. Yeah, and that to me is more important than the development. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really want the people to, to, to succeed and have a, a better life. Or yeah, a better life. absolutely. Especially after the last couple of rough years of not a lot of tourists and whatnot. Before I go on, I just want to shout out to some people that are watching. Uh, Jay Ergo, great to see this, Mark. Uh, let's see, Pal Landon, she is a pata salada already. That's to you, Cheryl. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a Mazatleka. Yeah, Barb Christofek, Cheryl is a rock star. Pablo <laughs> Rodriguez Becerro, thanks, Cheryl. Thumbs up. Yeah. So you got some fans out there. But but uh, one, one, one thing I want to comment, because some people are concerned with the growth and development of Mazalan and how big it's coming. And we yes. have a lot of things coming, a lot, like right. it's incredible. But I got to tell you, going back to talking about the, the, the magic of Mazalan as its people, that's never going to change. 
Right. So it doesn't matter how big we become, we're not going to become a Cancun, a Cabo or whatever. Right. Yeah. The core of Mazatlan is its people. Right. Plus, we're, we're, we are a, a city as well as a tourist destination. Um, we are the only colonial city by the sea, which means we have central historical and we have the sea. So, yeah, you can tell. Sometimes when I'm showing property no, no. and I'm telling people my, my little Mazatlan speech, they're like, what are you trying to sell here, Mazatlan or this yeah. property? And I'm like, Mazatlan. Well, since you mentioned that, I mean, do most of the people that come to you, are they looking in Mexico or are they looking specifically in Mazatlan? And then that's that's an interesting question, because I've had in my career of real estate since 2008, I've had maybe 14, 15 people that said, oh, we're not going to buy in Mazatlan. We're going to come here. We're going to look at it first and then we're going to make our decision. And I'm like, mm hmm. Mm -hmm. First, I'll pick you up at the airport. I give you a tour of my CD and then they fall in love with it. All of them, except for one, have bought here. Barb, the one that was just on. Yeah, he, he was one of them, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and I mean, we just I because I think to sell real estate, you got to sell what Mazelan has to offer. Absolutely. It's a whole package, right? It, definitely. Well, I, I felt that way when I was uh, head of marketing at El Cid. It was like, we need to sell the destination, you know, yeah. because especially since people didn't hear about it. And I actually did focus groups in the market in San Francisco and, and Los Angeles and to find out why we weren't getting more business from them. And they were saying, because we don't hear from you enough about what's going on in Mazatlan. You know, we hear from Cabo. We always hear from Cancun. We always hear what's going on. You know, we don't get that kind of communication from Mazatlan. And then we started, you know, ramping that up and everything. Once we, we learned that it wasn't like they had something against Mazatlan. They just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And we got you, another. Oh, sorry. And, Go ahead. Sorry. And you, congratulations you have changed that for us here and i've been watching that over the years mark it's not something that just started with you and i think um you know it, it's like we have something special here we need to show people and, yes. and educate them because they're gonna love it right absolutely um and a couple another shout outs here patty hickok cheryl knows more about mazatlan than those of us born there <laughs> and, then, and then pal landon wrote you were right as you are not just selling a property but a home and that has to do with the place you want to spend some more time with family hey those are mazatlakas saying that oh that's great that's fantastic wow. so look at you know mazatlan's a city of neighborhoods with all, they all, all have different vibes, you know, Centro, the Golden Zone, Cerritos, Sabalo. Tell us about that and, and how you would characterize the different areas and, and how do you match up clients to neighborhoods because they're all so different. Okay, excellent question, Mark. Um, again, it goes back to my list of questions that I give my clients. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to try to sell them a property here in Central Historico if that's not what they're interested in. Right. But sometimes they don't really know. Uh, I had a client that said, I'm not going to move to Cerritos. I don't want Cerritos. I showed them everything. And finally, I said, hey, I have a perfect house for you in Cerritos. Let's go take a look. He bought there. Mm -hmm. You know, 
It's like when I first bought my house in Sabalo country, I didn't like Sabalo country. Right. It's your, you get used to your neighborhood and what it has to offer. Um, some people only want in front of the beach. Okay, well, then you're not going to look at something in Central Historical or Inland. So again, it, you know, I mean, we have really nice neighborhoods and they're all called different names, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have Sabalo Country, we have El Cid, we have Cerritos. So you got to get to know what your clients really want and right. where they will feel comfortable. But also sometimes you got to show them that maybe this is an area you might like, you right. know, and leave it open to them. Yeah. I mean, talk about the areas a little bit. Like the golden zone is the tourist zone where El Cid and all the hotels are. So it's a little probably noisier than, say, some other neighborhoods. Centro is where, you know, I mean, you you tell about it because you're you're the one who's selling it. It it depends. Like when I lived in Sabalo country, that's considered the the golden zone. So if you're not, if you're going to live in the heart of the Avenida Cameron Sabalo, yeah, it's going to be noisier. Mm-hmm. Some people like that noise. Right, some, some people, people like do. That action, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you go back into um, Las Gaviotas or you go into it, it, it's it, there's just it's all good. It's just mm-hmm. different. That's all. It's right. like apples and oranges. Um, Central Historical, very interesting about Central Historical. When I first moved here. Um, there was a tree growing in the Angela Peralta Theater. Now it's just, this is one of the highly in demand, if that's how you say it, areas of Mazatlan. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because it used to be just the foreigners. Right. Now the Mexicans want a piece of Central Historical. Wow. So, I mean, and, it, and, it is, and since Tiangas, when we did uh, 11 blocks of, um, uh, re- renovating the streets and the lights and the and et cetera, et cetera. It is a breathtaking place at, it is. at night. It oh is. yeah. I love it. There's so much energy there and music. Yeah. I just love going. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big fan of Pedro and Lola's. I've known yeah. Alfredo a long time and it's, it's so always just great to, when I get there, it's the first place I go <laughs> and just love sitting out there and, but it's grown so much. I mean, all the new restaurants there, oh, I mean, it's, beautiful. It's just so alive with energy and places with so much character, you know. It's- oh, yes. And and the other thing is it's interesting because I remember when we used to have like two fine dining restaurants in Mazatlan. Right. Now we have become quite famous in all of Mexico for for our foods. You know, right. it's not just Mexican food. And, you know, we do have our special specialties from uh, Sinaloa. But also we have... Um, I mean, every kind of food and the restaurants are great. They're not good. They're great. Oh, I know. I love the food in Mazatlan. I remember when I first moved there, I was like addicted to shrimp wrapped in bacon until I realized it was probably going to kill me if I kept eating it. But I mean, I just love <laughs> I love the fresh shrimp and seafood in Mazatlan. I could and just the way, you know, the specialties in Mazatlan are just unique and fantastic I, it's been so nice to see it evolve as a food yeah. destination the way it has because it's much more authentic you know and and that's the beauty of Mazatlan for me it's not like a you know a tourist town that was beamed down in the middle of a desert like Cancun or others you know it was a shrimp village and it evolved into a tourist destination so it's it's so yeah. much different than 
Cabo and Cancun and anywhere else in Mexico. So let me ask you this. Are there still good deals to be to be found? I know the inventory is low. And if, if there are good deals to be found, are they in any specific neighborhoods or what's what's hot right now? What I have found personally is that you get a listing and it sells within four or five days, two weeks, whatever. That was unheard of before. So when the realtors are getting a, a, a good listing, like say, for instance, at Paradeso, Costa Bonita and Cerritos, I sold it in four days. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like. There are good deals, but what I tell everybody, even if they're not my clients, if you see something, you act on it now because down, down the road, a few days, a week, a month, whatever, it's not going to be there. Wow. So there are good deals out there still, but they're far and few be between. So you got to act on it. You can't wait or, you know, yeah. and I tell them just, you know, I mean, act on it as fast as you can without mm -hmm. trying to people because it is a big decision but on the other hand we have to educate them that it's not a market like before so right. if they see something they need to buy it do you find that i know you're into the real estate uh, piece and not the rental piece but i mean do you find that people come and rent and then buy or because the market's so hot they're just kind of just buying almost sight unseen like it's happening here too they are. The thing is, is that, yeah, I don't really work in rentals, but I do have two um, particular um, people that I refer rentals to. Um, what we saw with rentals before was the price was going up. Okay, mm -hmm. That was happening. So now, um, yeah, people that that rent, they buy. Mm -hmm. They do because they fall in love with the city. Some people want to try it. They want to rent first. I don't always recommend that because while you're renting, then the prices go up, um, the inventory goes down. So, you know, if, if you have a good realtor, they'll help you make that decision mm -hmm. and win, not, right. you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, the rentals have gotten so high here, it almost makes more sense to buy because the price of your monthly mortgage is going to be less than what you're paying in rent. So I don't. You know, it's, it changes things. But um, I'm um, so where would you say most of your clients are from? Is it U.S., Canada? I mean, what's the percentage of all? Yeah, all. I'm very, very. You serve all I'm people. Tri I'm tricultural, you know. I know I'm, you are. I know you are. Um, I have a lot of foreigners, uh, Americans and Canadians. Uh, I have Mexicans. Um, and I don't just focus on one market ever ever right. it, it, like I don't want to limit myself. I know that working with foreigners is a little bit more work because of the bank trust that they have to uh, obtain. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Again, I'm finding people's castles for them. And that's what I love. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I work with all all. Yeah. Oh, good. Even though my Spanish is mas o menos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine mine was not too good either, but uh, I tried. I tried. So you know, healthcare is always a big concern when people are moving to Mexico. And um, what's been your experience with getting quality healthcare in in Mazatlan? Ooh, that's a hard one for me because I've had cancer twice, and mm. um, I think basically the healthcare is good. 
Um, I've been in the hospitals here a few times because of those health issues. Um, excellent care, excellent care. But for me, after going to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, mm -hmm. um, and they referred me to an excellent doctor in, in Mexico City, he's actually the second best in the country. Uh, so I do everything in Mexico City because that started in 2010 when I had breast cancer. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's why I go there. Uh, but there is good health care here. Um, but if it's something super serious, I maybe because of my experience, I would rather go to Mexico City, which is not that far. Mm -hmm. And I mean, no, it's they, not. It's not. It's it's not far at all for for anybody if the medical situation presents itself. It's very accessible. So, yeah. And uh, often I get asked about health insurance. Um, I would, uh, I have health insurance with Wang Chong. Yeah, his name is Wang Chong. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually have my car. I'm not going to touch that one, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have my health insurance with him, my car insurance, my. Wow my home insurance, et cetera, et cetera. You just, cause you just like saying his name. That's well, Yeah, I know. He's a super nice guy. He's completely bilingual. Um, but um, I, I always tell them, I don't know what the requirements are to get health insurance here in Mexico, but I suggest that you look into it as fast as possible because there is an age limit, I think. So I, that's what I would suggest. Yeah, I remember when I was there, I had a health plan uh, with El Cid, but the medical was so inexpensive that I never really ended up using it because the doctors that made house calls then, you know, I had experience with Sharp Hospital then, which was the only hospital at the time. Now there's a second hospital in Mazatlan. There's actually a couple more now. Oh, are there? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so the healthcare has improved and it was always good in Mazatlan, but, you know, Mexico City's there and there are some of the top doctors in the world in Mexico City. Oh, yes. so. And hospitals, hospitals. I started calling my hospital in Mexico City a hotel because of that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is and that's an interesting thing that you brought up because doctors still I mean, I can contact my doctor any time of day, night, weekends, holidays, and they answer me. Mm -hmm. um, they make house calls. Yes. Uh, it's very inexpensive for that. But also for all you animal lovers out there, the vets do the same thing. Do they really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's good because there's a lot of animal lovers out there that are worried about their, their animals care when they move here. Yeah. They'll make house calls also. Oh, good. That's good to know, because I'll probably be coming with the dog at some point. So <laughs> I, I've had I've had dogs there, but uh, yeah. I don't remember the vets making house calls. But yeah, I knew that do. the, the doctors and the pharmacies make house calls, too, don't they? Oh, yes, they do. They deliver. Yeah, Everybody. it's like the good old days in Mazatlan when doctors made house calls and you could have pharmacies deliver. It's it's yeah, great. We just don't have glass milk bottles delivered. Uh-oh. That, that passed. That We don't have that anymore. Oh, no. But does the guy come by in the truck with the fresh yogurt still? or? Yes, and the fresh vegetables and the shrimp. Mm. and Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to. I know. Well, but you want to because you want to get out and enjoy yeah. the city. But So I know many people have the perception about buying real estate in Mexico, you know, and in, in 
what do you tell people to put their mind at ease? I mean, you know, you said there's no no licensing, so right away, and then you know, just the logistics of it. Talk a little bit about the process that helps put people's minds at ease that it's not such a scary proposition to buy real estate in Mexico. Because I think I know a lot of people that feel that way, you know, like, yeah. do you own the house? I mean, is it, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So uh, here, because we're on, uh, we're by the ocean, there's a law uh, that says that um, from a hundred kilometers from the border, and 50 from the ocean, you have to have a bank trust or a fetal camiso. The fetal camiso actually protects us a lot. Why? Okay. Because you have to uh, have a notary or a notario. A notario is somebody who be, who went to school to be a lawyer first, and then he special he went back to school to specialize in being a notary, and then he has to be invited in by the association, and he has to take really hard tests and everything okay so it's not like in the states and canada that it's a 60 dollars certificate right they they so the notaries or the notarios job is to check for liens make sure there's no debts against the property like if you have hoa fees etc etc but also the bank trust does that for us Mm -hmm. one of the very interesting things about the bank trust or fetal camiso is that you are the owner of the property that you own it you can do whatever you want with it you can sell it you can donate it you can leave it to your kids etc etc so the way it works is you have mr and mrs smith on the deed or the escrituras mm-hmm. and then they have their beneficiaries underneath so if something happens to mr smith it goes to mrs smith if something happens to mrs smith it goes to mr smith uh, Something happens to both of them. It goes to your beneficiaries. Uh, so they just have to present uh, um, a legalized death certificate. And then they go to the notary and the bank trust and they change their name. So there's no pro uh, probate. There's it's it's simple, simple procedure. And the notario, I had a, it was interesting because I had a Mexican woman with an American man and they wanted to know, should they have the bank trust or not? So we went to the notario and he said, I wish we Mexicans had it that easy. Mm. And I said, but isn't it more expensive? He goes, in the long run, it is not more expensive, but it's a great, uh, it's a great way to own property. So what does that mean? That means that you're protected. It means that you, uh, everything's been uh, done well, because it's not only the notary who's checking it, it's also the, the, the bank trust and the government. Mm, so you say, when you hear those horror stories, right. um, like from other places, it's usually because there was no reputable realtor mm. involved. Sorry, right. it's true. Secondly, uh, what happens is, is that um, there's no bank trust involved. And, you know, I, I've often said, I had a client one time come and he goes, I'd like to um, list my three condos I bought. I go, okay. Can you give us the deeds? Well, I don't have the deeds. Can you give us the the contract that you signed with a developer? No, I don't have anything. This was a successful businessman from Chicago. And I'm like, why did you leave your brain at at the board? You know, I mean, of course I helped him and we ended up selling the properties. But it's like, you know, you just have to be cautious. Do your, your, do, do your research. 
but the notario is going to protect you and it's a secure thing. But you yeah, got to make sure this is really important because I'm finding that there is some some um, there's some uh, difficulties because when I go to my closings with my clients, I check all the documents to make sure everything is correct. Name mm -hmm. here in Mexico, if you have uh, one letter different in your name, it's not you're a different person. So I check everything. I check the the um, property tax number. I check everything. And I have an excellent assistant. Her name is Paulina. And she checks all the deeds, all the documents before we even get there. So um, that's really important because sometimes there's mistakes made and the realtors often don't check it. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's all the documents in Spanish that they're signing because they have to legally be in Spanish. Um, and so what happens is the poor buyer doesn't know what they're, you know, what they don't understand because it's a different process. So you mm -hmm. have to have your realtor there at the closing and, but not just there, but checking everything and then you're okay. Everything's good. That's great. That's great information, Cheryl. Thanks for sharing that. You got a okay. shout out here from Eric Ponce. Cheryl Gamble saved my condo deal about a year and a half ago. She really works for the consumer. Gracias. Oh, thanks, Eric. And I wasn't his realtor. I <laughs> well, he thinks you were. <laughs> no, he knows I wasn't, but uh, I said well. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. the thing that I do often is I try to help the other realtors in any way I can. Hmm. Um, I am also known as being super difficult because my <laughs> clients come first does not matter. They come first and by God, it's there first. But on the other hand, I often help um, uh, people reach out to me and that I don't even know and say, oh, can you help us? We want to fire our realtor. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Right. Let's try to get it fixed. And I have fixed them. Why? Because that's the right thing to do. Second, they need help. Third, I'm not here to step on anybody's toes. You know, mm -hmm. and everybody knows that, that, you know, I'm very strict. I'm very anal about things, mm -hmm. but, but I also will help anybody. There's enough business for us all. Yeah, that's great. That's great, Cheryl. Fantastic. Um, okay. So we're at the lightning round of the interview. Um, and I'm going to ask you a few questions that, Little snippet answers here. We're going. We're going to veer off the real estate for a second. What's your favorite place to eat in Mazatlan? <laughs> I know too many. There's too many. I actually, I actually have three. Well, okay. actually four. Of course, <laughs> of course, Hector's. I mean, it, it can't get any better than Hector's. Beast no, beast, no. You know, yeah. and 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 I gave him his first job in Mazatlan. So did you really? Yeah, I did. But besides that. He has earned his place. In yeah, it's fantastic one. there. Yep. The Casa Mayora is one of my new favorites. Love it. There's full of history. Do you know there's a tunnel underneath that? No, I didn't know that. Close to the ocean. Beautiful wow. history. Beautiful history. The pirates does, bring the gold and the. Is it still? Can you? Is it still open? Or I mean, how do you? You can see it because they covered up one part with glass and they put a light underneath it. But they oh, have wow. How cool is that? A lot of the old houses in Central Historical have that. Who knew? Wow. Okay. Um, 
that they have really good food. Um, I like Nao uh, Nao Kitchen. Um, there's a rest. Of course, I love Diego's on the beach. Right. I mean, they, he has excellent food, a great, great, great atmosphere, good music. Uh, you have to be a little careful on the weekends because the band is on the beach. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like a restaurant called 500 Noches, 500 Noches. It's in mm. uh, it's by the Walmart and the Marina. And I, it's 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 very good. But those are my, those are my favorites. Then I have my local favorites like El Bigotes, um, you know those kind of restaurants, Tacos Figueroa, you know, and right. yeah. And there's a new hamburger place here in in uh, Playa Sur called Sunny Buns. Excellent hamburgers. Wow. And pinups, pinups in the Golden Zone. Can I keep going or what? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so much for your favorite place. <laughs> it's like yeah, but they know. You, gotta, you have a few of them. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. How about your favorite bar in Mazatlan? I don't go to bars. Okay. I'm. Oh, wait, wait. I forgot one of my favorite restaurants, which has the best music in Mazatlan. It's called the Moca Heteria, and it's on Constitución here mm -hmm. in Central Historico. Marco used to be uh, involved with frogs. He okay. has 2,500 albums, vinyl oh, wow. albums. Music is out of this world. The mocajetas are delicious. Ooh, God, um, don't tease me. Don't tease me. Yeah. yeah. And I mm. love going to that restaurant. I, I, I Sorry, Marco. I forgot about that one. But yeah. Mm. It, but you're talking about a bar. Mm, I would go in there and uh, you, you go in there to eat, but you could go to drink and enjoy the music from the 80s mm. or he plays Frank, Frank Sinatra, all the kind of music that that I grew up in Mazatlan with. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. That's great. How about your favorite food in Mazatlan? What's your absolute favorite food to eat in Mazatlan? Frijoles, puercos. <laughs> you can't get that smile off your face, can you? They're from Sinaloa, I think. Um, no, they're, I, they're either from Mazatlan or Sinaloa, but they're, they're called frijoles, puercos. And it's probably because of what goes inside. Mm -hmm. um, there's even tuna inside, but mm -hmm. they are delicious beans. Even people who don't like beans love them. And, you know, it's interesting because I've traveled all over Mexico to friends and, and uh, families' houses, and I mm -hmm. take frijoles, puercos and mm -hmm. shrimp, of course, because we're the yes. shrimp capital of right, the world. Of course, right? have to, have to. But I would say frijoles, puercos. Okay. Uh, how, about, <laughs> how about your favorite beach in Mazatlan? Where do you like to go to? I like to go to Cerritos. There's a couple of places I go out there because I've sold properties and the owners invite me. I think, uh, yeah, probably Cerritos. Although the safest place to swim and everything is the Playa Mazatlan. And mm -hmm. I used to go there all the time. Why is it the safest? Because it's protected by the three islands. We have three uh, islands. So, right, yeah. right. That's right. Uh, do they still do the horses out in Cerritos Beach or no? They used to do it years ago, but. Yeah, I don't know if they do or. Stone I know Island. they do. I know Stone Island still yeah. does, but I didn't know if Cerritos was still doing it. How about your favorite activity in Mazatlan when. Um, 
friends come to visit? Right now, number one, the observatorio. Yeah, oh, talk about God. that a little bit. That's, oh, that, that's hot goodness. right now. Can I tell you that I kept on hearing about it? And then my friends came and we went and it was the one year anniversary the next day. So that's how long it took me to get there. It is incredible. And I highly recommend that you do the tour because you come, okay, you, you meet there like around 3.30, whatever. And then you go up a tram up to the hill where the observatorio is, mm -hmm. it's an old real one. Oh, wow. Then you go and you you sit in a, a, a room and they bring you popcorn and then you watch a movie about Mazatlan. That's oh, in Spanish, God. English subtitles, but I learned so much about Mazatlan. I oh, didn't know. Then from, uh -huh, then from there, you go to the bird aviary where the birds land on your head, you know, and it's fun, <laughs> you know, and uh, there's iguanas and stuff, but it's beautiful up there. And then you end up in the sky bar. And the sky bar has, we, we went to uh, where there was a fire pit because it was still a little bit cool. And there was a whole bunch of us, all different people that we met. And then you watch the most incredible sunsets. Of course, you know that Mazatlan has world famous sunsets. Oh, absolutely. The oh, best. yes. And they, you yeah. never get tired of them. But that place is, I'm going on Thursday. They actually have Thursdays, they have two for one. And I don't remember exactly what the price is, but you can go on Facebook and you can book it right there with them. And it's, okay. it is incredible. I want to try the new pirate museum, but I haven't had time. It's a new pirate museum. Interesting. Hey, we're growing. We're going to have gondolas from. To oh, my God. Wow. The lighthouse. We have the tallest free light, uh, tallest freestanding lighthouse in the world. Oh, I know. And they did some great improvements oh, to yes, it, too. They, did. It, it, right it, they needed to. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. They have, they have a glass plank that you can go out. Yeah. And now it's so awesome now. And then right below that, Mark, they're making a, the new music center. Oh, and I saw that. That that's looks where they're fantastic. Gonna do the, the tribute to uh, the Banda, because Banda comes from uh, Mazatlan. right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just so many improvements. What's your favorite improvement? There's been so many, but what's what's the favorite? Central Historical. Central Historical, all the lighting, all the beauty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Malacan. Um, I yeah, love the Malacan. has been great. I love the Beatles tribute people I, I are did like, too. oh my gosh and it's like why I, I did a video for the city on that but it's like the Beatles are famous worldwide and that right. they took up an area that wasn't popular that wasn't kept up and now it's beautiful and yes. they play Beatles music the whole time oh that's fantastic that's fantastic by the way Roberto Mar Martinez thank you Roberto says no more horses in Cerritos and then he also said, please, if you go to Cerritos, it's a nice view, but not good for swimming in open seas, not safe. That, that's All why right. I say Playa Mazatlan and the, that beach where Joe's Oyster Bar is, is, is safer. Yeah. Thanks, Roberto, for weighing in on that one. We appreciate it. Okay. Well, geez, man, that went fast. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. See, you were nervous. It's okay. <laughs> I told you we'd get through this. No, you did a fantastic job, uh, Cheryl. You really nailed it. And now I'm going to turn it over to you uh, before we end the show for you to say whatever you want. But just okay. thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. 
Okay, thank you, Mark. It's yours. Hey, okay, thank you. And thank you everybody for watching. And I, I'm so grateful to my clients. Um, couldn't do it without you. And uh, you believe in me and I get a little bossy, but I get you <laughs> through it, right? Um, I'm very grateful to my Mazatlan and the people, um, uh, to my Paulina and my son, Biagio. He's only 20, but I, he's my heart and joy. So I thank you all. Mark, I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm honored. Uh, if anybody needs anything, even if it's not real estate, please feel free to reach out to me. I, I love to help. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. I really appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to sign off my Best of Mazatlan show with this. We all have choices in life. Choose love, not hate. Choose positive, not negative. And always remember the glass is half full. And if you're lucky, it'll be half full of tequila from La Sasuna. Stay tuned for the next Best of Mazatlan show next Tuesday, May 24th when my guest will be Lisa Lankins, the liaison for the foreign community in Mazatlan. Adios, amigos. Thanks for watching. Take care. Have a great day.